What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode three of More Wrestling's podcast. Again, I am your host, Dylan Morrison. Uh, before I get into today's episode, I just want to take some time to thank you guys for liking and listening to my last two episodes. You know, you've been putting it out on social media, sharing it, retweeting it. Uh, it just means a lot to get my name out there and try to grow something big on this podcast. Uh, before I bring on to today's guest, which happens to be the head men's wrestling coach at Elmira College, I want to talk a bit more about the Spartan RTC duel that's happening tonight on Flow Wrestling. That's February 8th. I mentioned the main card, the four matches on that on last episode. That starts at 7 p.m. But the undercard, which features 15 matches, um, that starts at 5 p.m. Uh, you don't want to miss that. That's, again, on Flow Wrestling. If you have an account, um, I would suggest you to go over there. Actually, referencing Dan Gable, I would highly recommend it. Um, there's a lot of great talent on the undercard, and you don't want to miss any of it. Uh, just to give myself a little plug, you can follow me on Twitter at More Wrestling. That's at M-O-R-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. I'll be sharing more content on there, and I'll be also looking for more stories to tell. So, you know, if there's a special a wrestler in New York State, you know, whether it's high school or college or, you know, an international wrestler, even from New York State or, a, you know, a college coach um, or a high school coach for that matter, if there's anybody that you want to hear a story from, um, I'll bring them on and, uh, you know, take a little deep dive into the wrestling background and uh, bring you some new content. So again, thanks for listening and let's bring on our next guest. Welcome back to the episode. Uh, we're here with Ian Clark. He was tabbed the first head wrestling coach at Elmira College for the Soaring Eagles. Uh, that was back in December 2019, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, it's been so just over a year. Yeah. So, uh, so let's just dig right into your uh, your upbringing into the sport and your you know wrestling career. What attracted you to the sport of wrestling? Oh, man, I I'd have to say uh, it's kind of a family business. Uh, my dad wrestled in high school, and my my oldest brother started wrestling pee wee when he was like six or seven. So, I was in the wrestling room from two years old until now. I haven't really left. Right. Uh, I mean, I've I've known you for a while, and. Uh, so like, who was your role model growing up? I know you're big into wrestling, but I guess this is going to age yourself a little bit. Oh boy. Um, gosh, I don't, uh, I'd have to say you're going to have to edit this. This might take me a minute. That's all right. You got time. <laughs> I mean, everybody idolized Kale. Right. That was kind of what it was. Cause I was, you know, middle school or high school or when he was, he was doing his thing at Iowa State, and that was kind of a – Kale wasn't really something that ever became an aspiration for me. I was never a guy that was on the top tier of anybody's ladder as far as who was going to win what. Um, Kale seemed like an alien from another planet. I always kind of idolized guys that came out of nowhere. I loved guys that were unseated, you know. Uh, one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life is Rob Rohn in the NCAA Finals down you know what was it 12-4 or 12-2 or something 12-2 I believe yeah hits a gate roll and pins a guy that's yep. I still to this day I'll like it'll I'll think of it and I'll I'll look it up on YouTube just to watch it again because it's yeah. just it blows me away every time that yeah you know, same here the announcers the announcers even talking about how it's over and uh he just pulls one out of his hat and and makes it happen and that's kind of the I was always kind of drawn to those kind of stories because it was 
nobody expected me to win a whole lot. So, I mean, if I ever did, you know, pull off anything crazy, that's kind of the thought process I think everybody would have had. Right. Um, but you, I mean, you might not have accomplished what you wanted in high school, but you did, you know, you had a passion for the sport and that led you to wrestling at Cortland state. Uh, how was that experience wrestling for uh, coach Brune? It was a culture shock. Uh, it was, I mean, other than the times you, you know, you're, when you're in high school back in the day when they could get away with it, when they would uh, bring in the guys that had graduated or you'd, you'd roll some of those governor guys down and, and, and roll with those guys like Donnie Mullen and those guys. Uh, that was kind of the first time I ever walked into a room where I didn't stand a chance for a couple of weeks till my legs got underneath me. It was a real uh, shocking experience to be in a, in a college room where, you know, the previous year they'd gone 11 and 0 in duels and, and I think finished in the top 10 in the country. And, and I transferred in, in the middle of the season. So I, I walked into a room full of killers that were all in mid season form. So it was, uh, it was, it was definitely a shock. It took a little time to get used to, but it was awesome. Uh, I love the atmosphere that we had in that room. It was uber competitive. Um, we had a bunch of guys that, you know, nobody had ever heard of come out of high school that were some of the most successful guys on that roster and uh, we had a bunch of guys that were state medalists on that roster too. So it was great. It was a great room to be in. Yeah. Awesome to hear. So uh, you stayed with Cortland after you graduated um, sort of like you were an assistant coach there, right? That's where you started your coaching career. Yeah. I still had some school to do after my eligibility ran out. I was a little bit of a non-traditional student. I transferred into Cortland when I was 22. So uh, my eligibility didn't really line up with my education. So I still had another year of school before I graduated. So Coach Bruno had me on as a volunteer assistant, and I was basically Joe Murphy's training partner for half a season, and then I worked with uh, exclusively with Corey James the following year for his first year in Cortland. Right, yep. Um, so you went from a coaching staff at Cortland. You learned from Coach Brad Brune. Uh, then you went to Oswego, where you spent some time there, and then you went to Wilmington, Ohio. Um, and so, like, how – at those three programs, learning from different coaches, I guess – you know, at Wilmington, you're doing the same thing in a way here. You you know, you're re reviving a program, but really, Amira hasn't had a, you know, wrestling at their college. I mean, they sponsored the sport back in the 70s, but how is, have those three uh, schools molded you into the head coach you are today? It's given me a little bit of perspective just because, I mean, I've, I've seen what a national, you know, a top 10 national program looks like from, from wrestling at Cortland and then spending the year with the coaching staff working with Coach Bruin on um it was more operational stuff when i was at Cortland. i didn't do a whole lot of the recruiting uh end of it it was all kind of in the room and then travel with the team and and events and competitions and things like that so my focus was really really on um developing some some good skills and some guys that uh could win a lot of matches um at oswego it was uh when i when i walked into coach howard's office he kind of let me know that it was kind of a changing of the guard. We had, we had three or four solid guys on that roster that were all seniors. They were going to be gone. So it was kind of going to be a whole new, whole fresh new look. Um, so it's seeing the opportunity to kind of build a program from there uh, from the standpoint of we've got guys on the roster, but we've really got to bring in some, some fresh blood and some new talent. Um, if we're going to make an impact as far as competitively, um, so I think we managed to do a decent job with that over the, the four years that I was there. The, the, the team that was there the year after I left, uh, I think finished 
third in the Mid-East region and qualified three guys for nationals and had five or six guys placed in the top five at the regional tournament. Um, so that was, that was a pretty good uh, team that Coach Howard and I put together over those four years that from the point of view that, I mean, we had two regional place finishers the first year I was coaching there, and they were both seniors. So this year two, it was like a total reset. So we had to really kind of build the roster from there. And then the experience at Wilmington was, is, was really beneficial for my, my experience here. Um, uh, it helped me out a lot when it came to kind of understanding the, the pitfalls of a program that doesn't have a ton of recent history. Um, it was an interesting case at Wilmington though, because they had a pretty decent history. They had, you know, they had had, I think eight or nine all Americans. Uh, they had a, a four-time all American and national champion that graduated in 2002 that still lived nearby. Um, so it was an interesting that there was, it was a new program, brand new room, all freshman roster, and it also had alumni. So it was a strange dynamic. Um, and this, this is just kind of a progression of that here at Elmira with, um, you know, new facility, new program, all freshman roster, uh, the alumni that I, that I'm going to be reaching out to are people that might not have had anything to do with the wrestling program in the past. Um, but it's kind of, it's an interesting dynamic. It's a nice challenge. Uh, it's, it's been fun to work with. Uh, Renee Car Carlinio and, and the staff here to try to find ways to, to leverage our position as a, as a new program at the school. Um, but it's all, it's been fun so far, uh, I, as far as like the administrative part, I'd love to get on the mat. This COVID stuff can, can go away anytime now. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Um, so talking about, you know, your involvement in recruiting and, you know, doing that stuff. I, I mean, I've saw you everywhere when you were at Oswego. Uh, I mean, I can only imagine what you did at Wilmington. I know you brought in like 14 freshmen for the one class. Um, but you know, I've, I saw you when, as soon as you first got the job back December, 2019, um, you know, you were, you know, you were in the streets, you were, you were at this tournament one weekend, you drove across the state and you were, uh, you know, or at another tournament that same weekend, um, for a Friday or Saturday, you know, tournaments. And, uh, so I saw you a few times, you know, um, one of my guys on my team at Canton, uh, Matt Haycook, chose Elmira to uh, further his education and his athletic career. And, you know, I asked him why he chose Elmira. And, you know, he just, you know, expressed that you took an interest in him. And, you know, you were there traveling. You, you traveled the state. You know, you put in the time to you find wrestlers. And you talk, he talked about your vision and uh, your vision on how to make this program successful. And I just thought that, you know, spoke a lot about you, um, you know, you know, that's kind of a big thing you doing your recruiting thing. People can, you know, write or send brochures to tournaments and stuff, but that doesn't really, you know, have an impact. You uh, being able to kind of talk personally on a personal level to the wrestlers is, is huge. Um, so I want to talk about their campus. Um, I've, I've looked at pictures. Elmira's campus is, looks pretty nice. You know, tell me about that. The campus is beautiful, man. Uh, I, I'd interviewed at a couple other places um, on the phone. And then I think I had a few in-person interviews throughout my time at, at Oswego and at Wilmington. And uh, I flew, I was, I was actually living in Florida and working down there this summer 
or last summer and um before i got hired here and i flew up here for the interview and i did the admissions tour during my interview i was here i was on campus for about eight or nine hours i met with a whole bunch of people uh and part of the tour was um i went on the admissions tour with one of the gold keys that we have on campus that are typically students and a lot of them are student athletes um I went with, uh, I think the captain of the soccer team and I just kind of walked around the campus and I was just blown away as far as like the facilities academically, uh, the facilities, as far as the dorms are concerned. Um, Meyer hall is one of the most beautiful buildings I've seen in the whole Western half of New York state. Um, and that's just one of our dormitories in the center of campus. Um, and then, the facility, the wrestling facility alone, the, the standalone facility, uh, locker rooms in the building. Our, our wrestling room is the size of an entire gymnasium. Um, and when I was at Wilmington, Coach Keen and I used to joke, uh, we had a wrestling room in the athletic building. And then across the hall was an auxiliary gym. And we used to always kind of, every time we brought a recruit on campus, it was like our vision and our hope in the next couple of years is to have a, uh, so many guys on a roster that, we have to move our wrestling room across the hall into this auxiliary gym. And then I was shown the space here on campus and it was an entire gymnasium that was going to be dedicated solely to wrestling. And I was blown away that like we had kind of had that conversation multiple times over the past year at Wilmington. And that was like a reality here at Elmira. So it was kind of like, it was, it was spoken into being uh, just kind of, somehow some way i ended up interviewing at a place that already had that plan in place yeah i mean that's got to be a fresh air you know a lot of these programs around the country you know dropping the sport of wrestling but you have a college down you know southern part of new york state i mean i guess the islanders it's northern new york but um or upstate rather but you know adding a men's and women's program to the college scene is just huge and uh you know i was i was glad to see amira doing that um, as well as the facilities, um, I've heard, you know, that, um, the, you know, the campus is very accessible. Um, tell, tell us about that. Like this is the size of the campus, you know, somewhat big, somewhat small. Uh, we're a pretty small school. Um, yeah. I mean, some of your people from up North are going to be familiar. I went to high school at Indian river and Indian river has more students than Elmira college does. So wow. Indian river high school. So, um, we're, we're about, a thousand undergrads right now the goal is to get the school to about 1250 that's kind of an ideal number for us um obviously a challenging time when it comes to trying to take visits and 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 get commitments um it's a little bit we've we've gone through some some rough parts of the year where we weren't allowed to have people on campus for visits at all um currently we're running our campus visits obviously we've got a little bit of restrictions with which buildings we can go in and um, we can't really go into most of the buildings on campus. We can go around inside of the quad. Um, it's one mile loop around the block, uh, for the entire campus. So it's relatively small end to end. Um, and as far as our academic structure is concerned, um, super small classroom size, it's we're 10 to one faculty or student to faculty ratio. Um, some of the, the biggest classroom on campus, I think only holds like 50 students, um, so the, the largest classes that most students are going to take are going to be their freshman seminar courses that are kind of a requirement here. Um, and those typically run 25 to 30 students in the class. And that's going to be the biggest class you have the entire time you're here. Um, when you get up into uh, your 
specific major courses your junior and senior year um depending on which major you're in you might be in a class with eight or nine people or, or even less uh with a professor so it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention it's a lot of hands-on um experience with the professors uh your questions are always going to be answered and the, the professors always know your name so oh that's cool yeah um yeah, that was going to be my next question about the class sizes but you know i just kind of knew it was a small college and uh you know that's kind of attractive to a lot of people you know who want that you know in their education you know being able to you know kind of stick out in the classroom not be just another face but uh talking about the location of elmira you know you're just north of the border of pennsylvania um and you you know you're kind of in central southern new york um you know you head one way you're obviously buffalo head the other way albany but you're kind of centrally located there but I've also noticed a lot of guys on your roster. I mean, you have nine guys on your roster, but you know, you have some of the guys from Georgia, Louisiana, and Maryland. What, what went into getting some of those guys? Or were they at the uh, college when you, you know, joined as a head coach? No, I made, I made it a point. Um, like you were discussing earlier, kind of some of the vision stuff. Uh, I got to give a whole lot of credit to my mom and some of the other coaches that I've worked with. Uh, I tend to be a pretty forward thinking person. Uh, I mapped out a really big plan before I came here as far as like targets were concerned. I researched old state brackets from every state uh, east of the Mississippi and even some of them that were west of the Mississippi. And uh, I made sure to, to try to make contact with as many uh, guys that I could that had some experience, postseason experience in high school. I mean, I didn't, I mean, some coaches kind of probably not a whole lot of them anymore, but I mean, you know, there's some stigmas around some states, whether they're super competitive or not. Being from New York and, and bordering Pennsylvania and spending a lot of time as a as a competitor uh, competing in the offseason and open tournaments in Pennsylvania and stuff like that. Everybody knows Pennsylvania is where it's at when it comes to high school wrestling. Um, but you can kind of you miss out on some gems when you try to compare every state to Pennsylvania because it's 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 kind of unfair. It's like trying to compare every wrestler to Kale Sanderson. It's it's a little bit of an unfair comparison. There's some diamonds in the rough. And uh, I've seen a lot of guys that have come out of like schools like Ferrum and uh, Greensboro College that are guys from the South that, you know, they just didn't get any kind of recognition or, or publicity or, or attention when it came to them coming out of high school. And, and those are some super talented guys. So I kind of saw it as an opportunity to, to be one of the few letters that a wrestler would get in, uh, in those Southern states, as far as Georgia and, and, and those, those places are concerned. Um, but yeah, my guy from Georgia is Darius. He's, he's a great kid, good student, good worker. He, he worked really hard in, in the preseason, hoping we could get on the mat in the first term. Uh, we didn't end up doing it. We're going to be on the mat here in a couple of weeks when everybody comes back to school. Um, but he, he did a great job this preseason. I'm excited to get him on the mat because I think that he could really do some damage. And he's a guy that, you know, he got knocked out of the postseason by a guy that ended up winning a state title. And I think went, is, went to Georgia to play football or something like that. So it was like he's running into Uber athletes and, and doesn't get any attention. So <laughs> I like finding guys like that. I was one of those guys that never got any attention and nobody noticed who I was. I like that. Um you, you kind of mentioned your vision and stuff, but so obviously with Elmira not being an established program who haven't competed yet, uh, what did you uh, look for in recruits to get them to attend Elmira? I know Haycook mentioned that he was excited to, you know, 
build a program or be able to help grow a program, um, you know, tell me about that, you know, what kind of athletes, you know, or what did you say to the athletes, you know, who are going to be coming to a college that hasn't really had wrestling before? I mean, the mentality has got to be the same as mine. I, I came here because it was a challenge. Um, and, and I like a challenge. I don't, you know, I don't want to sleepwalk my way through a career, um, you know, falling into something, taking over a program that's already smashing everybody. That's obviously there's a lot of pressure to, to continue to perform like that, but there's a lot of mechanisms that are in place in those, in those types of places that that'll help you out. Um, it's a challenge to start from scratch. Uh, and I, and I put that challenge to most of the guys that I talk to, uh, who wants to be the first all American in school history, who wants to be the first national champion, who's going to be the guy that gets his name painted on the wall first. Uh, we used to, we used to point that out at Oswego all the time. Um, that all the all Americans have their names painted on the wall all the way back to, I think 19, I think it was 1967 was the first one. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I might be wrong. We used to point at the wall every day and I just forgot what year the first one was. Um, but I mean, that's a guy that, you know, he was an all American almost 60 years ago and his name is still on the wall. So it's one of those things that I put that challenge to every one of them. Like I want to know who wants their name on the wall and it kind of becomes that, that becomes the conversation. Who's, who's here to succeed. Um, and as far as that goes, like, you know, we're a division three program. There might be a time when we have a guy that, you know, where there's an outlier, somebody like a, a Mike Funfinger or a, a Nazar Kolchitsky or a Joe Rao that is a D3 guy that ends up on a world team. Um, but odds are most of our guys are, are here to graduate. They're here to, you know, get their four years and get their degree, move on to graduate school or move on to the workforce. So um, we have a lot of structure in the conversation based around academics and athletics. It's all, you know, it's hand in glove when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I mean, it's always a challenge. Everything is a challenge. I, I challenge them to compete in everything that they do. Um, and I think part of that conversation when I'm, when I first meet a guy or when they're here on campus for a visit, um, I talk to them like I want to challenge them. I don't, I don't try to sugarcoat anything and I don't, you know, try to kiss anybody's butt. Um, I want to challenge guys and I'm going to continue to challenge them while they're here and, and probably long after they're, they're gone from here too. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, that's gotta be an exciting thing to, you know, go to Elmira and be, you know, be a part of the first for many, you know, be a part of the first team and, you know, first all American first NCAA champ. And, uh, it's gotta be an exciting time down there in Elmira, but you know, you, you guys just started your men's wrestling team, but you also started the women's wrestling program. Uh, tell us about your, you know, women's, you know, with girls wrestling being one of the fastest growing sports, it's awesome to see Elmira not only starting the men's program, but women's as well. Like, how was that, um, you know, trying to grow two teams down there at once? You obviously have, Cody, I mean, you have Cody Griswold, right? As a women's coach. Yes. He's, yep. he's, uh, he's great. Uh, he actually had somebody on a visit today uh, in the midst of, of putting our mats together. So he had to jump out and, and take somebody on a tour and uh He's doing a great job. He's, he's getting a ton of, a ton of visits and a ton of communication. Uh, he's kicking my butt on Instagram when it comes to followers. Um, and he, he doesn't, he doesn't shy away from letting me know that too. 
So he's, he's always, he's a guy that likes to challenge people too. Um, and as far as our women's program goes, uh, that to me is, is, is a challenge on the men's program because I think they honestly, based on our setup, as far as academics are concerned, uh, in the history of our college, they should be more successful than us is just on a, on a, on paper. Um, Elmira college was the first college in the United States that offered the same degree to women as men. Uh, a lot of people think it's Vassar. It wasn't, it was Elmira. Um, so, and, and our academic structure with the majors that we have, um, you know, with our nursing programs, education programs, um, the history of the college, uh, and the fact that I think there's 34 women's programs in the country. So, uh, options for women coming out of high school that want to wrestle at the collegiate level are, are kind of limited. Um, and as far as uh, a woman's education goes and, and competing at this level in wrestling, there's not a whole lot better options than Elmira. I agree. Um, you know, that's, it's one of the, I think it's, is it the first NCAA, you know, school with wrestling in New York state? I mean, I, I know. Yes, we are the first, we're the first four year women's program year. in the state of New York. Right. Yep. Yeah, that's big. Um, but yeah, you were right. You know, he's got 2000 followers over on Instagram and uh, you guys only have 592, but I know gonna, that's, I mean, I need help. I'll plug, uh, I'll give you a plug. Well, I'll give you both a plug at the end of the show, but um, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so with the men's program and the women's program, do you have any, you know, talk with coach Griswold about having cool events planned for both teams? Like, you know, hosting? Uh, some, it's been part of the conversation. Um, I know this year with the competition schedule being what it is, uh, not really knowing what we're going to be allowed to do competition wise. Luckily we have the NCAA waiver. So all of our guys that are on campus now are going to be freshmen again next year. Nice. Um, so we've kind of decided that we might end up running um, like a joint club as far as uh, getting our guys some freestyle action this spring. Um, just because I think some of the events that they're going to want to compete in are some of the open style stuff, the club tournaments and all that. Um, and those are mostly freestyle when it comes to the open divisions. Um, so we might be running a lot of freestyle practices this spring. So there'll be a lot of interconnection with the programs with, you know, women's working on one mat and the men's working on the other, but we're going to be working on the same stuff. So it should be great. Um, ideally we'd like to, to package some, some triple header dual meets, um, in this area, like high school wrestling is great. You know, we got horse heads is, is just five miles away and, and Elmira high school's got a great program. They're just over the river. Um, Waverly's not too far away. Athens, PA, Corning's got a great program that are nearby. I'd like to try to put together some triple header stuff where we have a high school duel, a women's duel, and then our duel as well, all in the same kind of night so we can fill that gym. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Cornell has done, you know, in the past. And I'm not saying that they didn't have a fan base back then, but I can remember back when I was in school, they were, you know, hosting some of the big um, high school duels and, you know, it, it draw, drew in some fans and, you know, their fan base has been growing, but it helps when they have high school matches before their matches. And of course they had a few at Oswego state when you were there, you know, a few local teams would practice or uh, compete before your duel. It just helps grow the sport in all aspects. I think. Um, yeah. Rob Coles, he's, he's the godfather when it comes to marketing a wrestling program. So he's, he's a, he's a great resource to have not too far away. So if I've got any questions about kind of how to, how to really build something, um, 
he's he's right in our back right in our backyard so yeah that's big i had a john clark on that uh, show last episode and he said the same thing about you know having rob cole there and i mean he's kind of doing the same thing you're doing there but he just started the women's program and you know that's another big thing in the northeast having a division one college with wrestling and you know it's just it's cool to you know i i personally know you and i know of john and uh it's just cool to see you two being a part of something big in the uh, not only in New York State and the Northeast, but in the country as far as growing women's wrestling. And, you know, I, I like to see that. So uh, taking a little look at your your season uh, or lack thereof, I guess, with COVID, but you guys were slated to schedule your uh, for your 2020 or 2020-2021 season. Um, it was supposed to be this year with COVID shutting things down. How's that affected your program? Like, I, I assume you would have had some duels uh, lined up already this year. Yeah, I mean, I had I had probably fifty percent of the schedule filled out the the first half of it um, last March, and then kind of COVID put a damper on that entire part of the schedule. Um, and this year, with the NCA kind of restrictions um, and a lot of the schools in our conference that aren't going to compete this year, um, we're kind of up in the air. Um, I know we have a little bit of a, an open window to be able to schedule some competitions even after when the NCAA tournament normally is scheduled. Um, so it might be an interesting year where you see some dual meets in late March and April um, that typically wouldn't happen on a normal season. But um, as far as our competitive schedule goes, it's, um, it's still very uh, fluid situation. Um, but as far as the program goes, uh, it's given me more time right now to uh, to focus on recruiting next year's class uh, to make this freshman class massive. Um, and it's also allowed us to kind of take a back seat when it comes to athletics and really kind of hunker down. Cause I know that um, a lot of students are struggling with the online stuff. Um, we're going back to in-person classes in February. So hopefully our students have a little bit of an advantage in that, in that area. Um, but it's everybody's kind of in the same boat when it comes to the academic side um, and the schedule side. So we're just trying to make the best with what we got. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I kind of just assume that, you know, uh, with a, a small roster size, I, I guess you have, you know, just being able to recruit that one year for this season. Um, you're probably planning on going to some individual tournaments rather than a lot of maybe dual meets just, I, I don't know. I saw there's nine wrestlers on your roster on your site. Is that kind of where you're at right now? Yeah, we tried to, uh, I tried to recruit across the weight, every weight class as much as I could. And we, we ended up getting nine guys in, in eight different weights, but, um, I mean, the first time somebody rolls their ankle, it's, you know, we're down to seven weights covered. So I, I really wasn't going to schedule a ton of duels this year. I was going to look for a lot of individual tournaments. Um, but, this year it might be kind of a open tournament and uh, hopefully uh, the NWCA can, can put together something in, you know, mid April for if there's any kind of run-ins with the NCAA tournament. So. Yeah, that would be nice, especially to help grow your program. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much all I have for you. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add? I mean, we're running tours. Uh, Anybody that hears this that's looking for home next year that maybe I haven't reached out to yet, my information's at elmira.edu. Uh, just click on the athletics tab. 
Awesome. Uh, I'll make sure to give your Instagram a plug as well. Uh, so they can see how things are going down there. You know, um, I think there's four words that I want to leave you with Ian. And that is, yeah, that's don't fight the flight. Absolutely. All right. Well, good luck to you. And uh, what's that? It's Mark Daly till I die. That's right. <laughs> Coach Daly. Great <laughs> man. Uh, so yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, good luck. Thanks for having me, man. No problem. And before I let you go, I want to remind you to head over to Instagram and give Elmira Wrestling a follow. Their men's program is Elmira M-W-R-E-S-T. And their women's program is Elmira W-W-R-E-S-T. Um, they put out some great content and uh, give you an insight of what to expect at Elmira College. Again, my Twitter handle is at M-O-R-W-R-E-S-T-L-I-N-G. Um, at more wrestling. You can follow me. I'll be putting out more content and uh, I'll see you on Tuesday. Peace.